Welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy Show, a Baxter Professional Services production. Welcome to the Nurse Shark Academy Show, where we're experts in nursing and experts in business. I'm Tina Baxter, your host. The Nurse Shark Academy Show highlights nurse business owners and others in the healthcare field who promote entrepreneurship. We interview nurse leaders and encourage them to tell their story. Today's guest is Mary Ann Seibel. And our episode, How One Nurse with a Passion for Nursing and the Law Became a Business Owner. Welcome. You're here for the Nurse Shark Academy Show. The Nurse Shark Academy Show highlights nurse business owners and others in the healthcare field who promote entrepreneurship. I'm Tina Baxter and I'm your host. We interview nurse leaders and encourage them to tell their story. Today's guest is Marianne Seibold. Welcome, Marianne, to the show. Thank you for having me. So just a little bit about your background. It's very interesting. So it looks like you've got a, a BSN in nursing and you went on later to get an MBA. But the question I always ask people is, what made you become a nurse? So it's somewhat a long story, so I will make it uh, as short as possible. When I was a little girl, I remember going into the hospital one day and meeting the doctors and nurses and they would show me around and talk to me. I don't really quite remember why I was there, but it was the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. Listening to, you know, listening to my own heart through the stethoscope, listening to the doctors talk with the nurses. It was one of those experiences that you just realize that this is kind of what you're going to be doing. That sounds interesting. So when you Went to school. Was nursing always your focus? I mean, did you just like go right into nursing school after high school? So when I graduated from nursing, or uh, when I graduated from high school, I actually knew I wanted to do two things. I wanted to go in to be a nurse, and I wanted to do something with the legal field. And it was a plan right out of the get-go that this is what my, my job is going to be. I'm going to go into nursing, and from there... When I've accomplished everything that I want, do different roles, see different units, I will I will continue my career, uh, go into legal nurse consulting, and then move on from there. So, so where did you go to school? So I went to Andrews University. It's a little private Christian college, the very bottom of Michigan. Um, it's in the middle of nowhere. We have more cows to people. And there was literally just one stoplight in the town. It was one of those things where we had a gas station, a stoplight, the convenience store was also the grocery store. So there really wasn't anything there. I listen, I went to Taylor University um, in Indiana and Upland. And at that time we had one stoplight, but the stoplight would only like flash. It wasn't an actual stop, you know, it was just flashing. We had a drugstore, but it went out of business because it didn't have enough people. We had one video store that hung in there um, and two restaurants pretty much at the time. Interesting enough, though, there were plenty of churches and bars. <laughs> Go figure. Um, so I get it being in a little place of nowhere at a Christian university where mm-hmm. um your entertainment was pretty much all on campus because there was nothing to do other than go to exactly. the next town and go to McDonald's. <laughs> it made you study though. <laughs> it really did. It really did. So I can relate. 
So how did you, where, where, did, where did you go when you graduated from nursing school? What was your first nursing job? So I went and moved back near my hometown, Metro Detroit, Michigan. Um, and I started at this, it was small at the time, but has since expanded into uh, um, conglomerates uh, as they have been in the past couple of years. This small little uh, Christian church uh, set up a um, hospital in Grand Blanc. And I started on the medical surgical unit where we focus on ortho and neuro. We had a wide range of patients, anything from potential strokes to complete repairs of hips, knees, uh, even shoulders. Um, I spent probably about two years there and I eventually decided to go into ICU, specifically our cardiac surgical unit which I'm telling you, if you are an adrenaline junkie, that's where you want to be <laughs> because <laughs> it's constant problem solving, um, pl you know, planning for the worst and hoping for the best and just the camaraderie that really you are the last stop in the ICU. Your ICU doctors are, you know, working with you side by side because when things go wrong, they go drastically wrong. That that can be an adventure. I've never worked ICU, but I really applaud those nurses that did. I think that's wonderful. And so I saw here in your bio that you had you uh, went back and got your master's in healthcare administration. What made you go back to school? So during that time, I knew that I wanted to eventually get into business, and the way to do that was either get an MBA or just jump right in and get the experience as you go. I did not want to just get the experience as I, I go. I knew with an MBA, I could go into leadership in the hospital settings. Um, I could even go in the insurance industry and do different leadership roles. Eventually, when I opened my own business, I knew that having an MBA would be the foundation to make, make me more comfortable in the decisions that being an entrepreneur, you're going to have to make. Okay. So when you got your MBA, did you work in the and leadership at the hospital or did you just jump right into entrepreneurship? So that was, I think, a two-edged sword. I wanted to do leadership in the hospital, but during that time was when all the hospitals were kind of combining and merging to save finances. Um, so there was a lot of sharing of management and trying to get leadership and your, your uh, chain of command smaller. So what I did was I actually pivoted and went to the insurance industry and started auditing care specifically for the Medicare Advantage population, ensuring that the hospitals were actually doing what they were charging the patients for. Um, eventually, after spending a few years auditing for them, I went into leadership with, and then fortunately COVID hit and the whole entire medical community just completely went upside down. It was you know, 12 hour days, six days a week, trying to train nurses for different positions so that, you know, we wouldn't have to lay 
them off. Nurses were who were being laid off in the hospitals because you know they're no longer doing elective surgeries. Were um, looking for other jobs. So we try to do our best to to basically find work for people during a time when it was completely uncertain. Um, after doing that, I realized that I couldn't keep doing it. I loved the people I worked with. I loved the nurses that worked under me, but this would be the perfect time to pivot and get my legal uh, nurse consulting certificate and become an entrepreneur like I wanted to. So no, I did not jump right into leadership. It was a longer road, but I think that it was the best way to, for me to do it. And honestly, if it probably wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't have jumped in as soon as I did. So it's kind of important to know because sometimes in your life, you have those what I call milestone moments where you learn to shift and pivot and maybe you take a different route that can lead you ultimately to your life's journey or your passion. But let's let's take a step back for a moment because I wanted to know what did you learn in those leadership roles that prepared you to be an entrepreneur? So first and foremost, it's time management. And as I say that, it's you really can't manage time. Time is going to move no matter what you do. You're really going to have to manage those tasks that fill up your day and be and make sure that the most important things get done. Um, and the will depend on what your business model is. As a leader, my most important uh, thing was developing the nurses who worked under me, making sure that they um, completed their educational uh, requirements, having them learn different roles so that they could grow and change and ultimately maybe leave the department for other opportunities in um, either leadership or education, or even some of them uh, went in, into becoming quality control for our department. So that was my biggest concern was developing my people. And then there's the things that not anyone really likes to do, but you have to do, such as think about, you know, the money. You have to think and understand your budget and realize that there are caps and deadlines to everything you do. Every project that you submit that you want approved from upper management, you're going to have to know how much time it should roughly take you and how much it could potentially cost. So you ultimately would have to make hard decisions on, well, what were you going to do this this year? What were you going to do in the next six months for your department? Um, it's not anything that really you'd like to think about, but you have to. It's one of the necessary evils is money makes the world go round. So you have to be conscious of, of it. Uh, and then it's just understanding that at the end of the day, yes, you are a nurse. Yes, you are an entrepreneur. Yes, you are a leader, but you're also an individual. So you have to unplug. And that sometimes means, you know, turning off the TV, shutting off your phone or putting it on silence, do not disturb and giving yourself some time to reconnect because you're not going to be effective if you're constantly running. You're going to burn yourself out and eventually 
be no good to anybody because you just have nothing else to give. It's important to find that that balance. And as entrepreneurs, it can be very easy for us to become unbalanced as we're starting our business. And I like to think of it as seasons. There's a season where you're going to be very busy. Things are going to happen, but there's also a season and a time for you to rest. And I think mm -hmm. it's important that we know how to take care of ourselves. So when you started your business, what was some of your biggest challenges? I think the biggest challenge was understanding one, why I was starting the business. You know, I wanted to be a registered nurse. I spent years developing my tap, you know, my skills, understanding how to review medical records, um, disease processes, how I was going to use that in the legal field. You know, we don't give medical or legal advice, but there is a need for us and realizing that, okay, this is your product. Your product is your knowledge and your nursing skills. And people need that skill. We have a way of interpreting and analyzing um, medical records, injuries that most other people don't have just because they don't have the same exact experience that we do. So that was one. Then two, it was where are my my potential my potential clients and how am I going to get in front of it? And I think the third was just believing in myself and realizing that, all right, develop your business plan, find your your clients, and know that it's going to take time and effort, and it's going to be sometimes you're not going to be able to see what you're working for. There's going to look like there's no results, but that it's going to it's going to come if you set yourself up for success. Sometimes it's hard when you first start out as an entrepreneur to navigate the change from being an employee to an entrepreneur. How did you navigate those changes? Well, it was definitely a mind switch, realizing that I was in control of my time. I was in control of who I was going to reach out to and when. Uh, what my budget was, how I'm going to finance myself, you know, realizing that at the end, it stops with you. There is nobody else. It's you, yourself, and God. That's, that's it. Um, you're going to have to be okay with that, too. It's something you have to come to the realization that, okay, I stepped out on my own. I no longer have that safety net that I've had for years. That paycheck's going to come every single week and that all of my bills are going to pay behaved and I'm not going to have anything to worry about. No, now it's, well, I have to budget and I have to see what I need now and what can I do without. And when I develop and grow, what can I add to my business to make my life just that much more easy. And in the end of the day, you're just going to have to tell yourself, I did the best I can with what I have. And tomorrow I will do better. Thank you. That's very insightful. So take what you have, do the best you can and look forward to tomorrow. 
So I wanted to, uh, to ask you a question for our listeners, because there are some that may be listening and they're interested in becoming a legal nurse consultant. How did you set about becoming an LNC? So I did take a course and there are plenty of courses out there. And I really do think that it probably will depend on the person and what they want to, to do and what they want to invest in. So that is the first thing I did. The second thing I did was I actually even asked people I knew who were legal nurse consultants or where I could talk to individuals. And surprisingly, you can go on LinkedIn and there are plenty of uh, legal nurse consultants out there. Some of them are willing to talk. Some of them are not willing to talk. But that was the step that I took. Yeah. And you're right. There are different ways to get into the business. Some take a certificate course. Some take a certification course. Um, There's information out there about which course is best for you. Uh, For me, I took a certificate course because I had to get started right away because I had a case Mm -hmm. that I had to know what to do. (laughs) And it and it blossom for there. So it depends on what you want to do and how involved you want to be in your career. And so you talked about finding other legal nurse consultants that you can talk to and get information from. Let's talk about the power of having a community around you. How did having those people help you? So to be honest, that is where I got my first case from was I started reaching out, asking questions, looking for guidance. And someone actually reached out to me and said, you know what, you actually have the background in the clinical area I need help with. So let's work together on this this case. And you can tell me the things that you see that raise a red flag for you. And that was exactly how it, it truly got the ball rolling. Without the community, without a safe space for you to ask questions, you're going to feel overwhelmed. There are going to be times where you just do not know where to find the information or if what you think is the correct answer is the correct answer. And having that group of legal nurse consultants, nurses, other entrepreneurs that you can talk to and ask questions it gives you a sense of peace knowing that you really aren't alone. If you have the question, it's not a stupid question. More than likely somebody else has that question too. And there are so many resources out there, free resources that they're so willing to give you saying, you know what, I can't give you the exact answer, but here is the best website for you to go for that information or go to the CDC. They have this information or, you know, this, uh, forensic nursing, uh, website, they actually talk about blood force trauma and gives you specific examples. You might want to go there because they have some great literature on that. So your community is really kind of your family and they really help support you on becoming an entrepreneur and growing yourself as an individual and as an entrepreneur. Now, let's talk a little bit about the basics of the logistics, because a lot of people forget this part when you're starting your business, um, did you set up your business as an LLC right away or did you decide to do that later? How did you do the, the basics of getting your business started? 
So I went about it with directly going and getting the LLC. And I think it was mostly due with my background as an MBA. I knew that I needed to get an LLC. I needed to hurry up and think about, okay, I'm going to probably need somebody to help me with my accounting. Um, what kind of business supplies do I specifically need? Do I need an accounting software that I can use? Um, and other things like liability insurance. I specifically started off my making a foundation as if I was going to be a multi-million dollar business today. And I think that's important because a lot of uh, new entrepreneurs want to start out and their focus has been on doing the thing, right? Doing the actual work of an LNC or doing the work of a CPR instructor. But a lot of times they forget that there's a lot of stuff in the background that you may have to do to kind of underpin that so that your business can be successful. And I think it just comes sometimes from the fact that you really don't know where to go. There are resources out there such as SCORES. SCORES is in every state. It's paid with our tax dollars. You can go there and ask for a mentor who can actually even help you set up a business. And it's completely free other than, like I said, we pay for it with our tax dollars. Um, and they can actually help you with the logistics saying, okay, what do you want? What is your business plan? Okay, here's your business plan. These are the things you probably need to set up as you're starting. So there are tons of resources out there. And I get the idea of you want to do everything perfect. But what I found, because I had the mindset where I was going to do everything perfect, nothing was going to surprise me. I'm going to make sure that I plan for the worst and expect the best. There were a lot of things I had to change as I was growing. You know, the different softwares I used to um, save my material or uh, review documentation. I had to upgrade and then sometimes you have to migrate your old uh, documents and uh, software to a new computer. So there's there's a lot of little things that you're going to find as you're growing. Didn't It's not going to help you in the long run. It helped you probably when you first started off, but don't expect that you, everything's going to be perfect right out the, the gate. You will realize that there's things that you love about the business, maybe even clients and case types that you particularly like and others that you completely don't want to do, which means that the way you communicate with that attorney or even the way you write your reports are going to have to change. And yes. what worked today, no guarantee is going to work tomorrow or for that next client or for the client at that. So I'd say do your best at where you're at. And then when you know better, do better. So you're, we're always learning and evolving. You just mentioned before we started the show that you're taking a class right now on mm -hmm. forensics. How, how was that going to work with your LNC business? So I think that sometimes your business takes you where you did not expect to go, but it is the right way to go. I have always loved forensics. Um, I remember being probably three or four years old and my grandparents uh, being from the old world like they were absolutely never thought that you should treat a child like a child, but as a miniature adult. And my grandma and I would watch forensic files until 10, 11 o'clock at night. 
and she would tell me to take notes and you know listen to the way they're talking about that um you know understand the anatomy she's like what is that how is this going to work and i honestly thought that i would never ever be able to be in a position where i would ever use any of that information so i didn't pursue it one day i get a phone call and it was a director of um an organization who wanted help from a nurse and thought that her attorneys could benefit from somebody who actually understands the medical aspects of their cases. And these were criminal attorneys. So it started with me just answering questions and then she invited me to speak. So I developed a presentation for them. From there, it went into, well, I want you to exhibit for us. And from the exhibiting, it is, we would like you to become one of our speakers at some of our larger events. Oh, wow. And from there, I said, well, this is probably something that I've always wanted and I should never have tossed aside. So let me go and take a certification course so that I can use my nursing knowledge, but understand how to apply it in a forensic way. Right. You know? And I think one of the best things that a nurse can do or anybody can do is invest in themselves, taking those educational courses, getting yourself out of your comfort zone and realizing that it's good to be uncomfortable and to do things that you didn't really expect you were going to do, but you have a passion for doing. That's important. That's important to keep keep your options open and available and look at what the universe is telling you. And clearly you were meant to be in the legal aspect in nursing and forensics because, you know, kudos to your grandma watching forensic files. I grew up watching Quincy and my... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm dating myself here. And, and my goal was to one day become Quincy. I just thought that was the best job ever. And I love the show. In fact, I still watch it on Cozy. But it's all oh I, I watch I that do. and Emergency. And I just found out that you can watch that uh, and even Forensic Files on YouTube. So yep. I've been junking on it at night. Not gonna lie. Yes, yes. It's, I always find that our interests will naturally lead us to where we're supposed mm-hmm. to be. Exactly. So as we get ready to wrap up here, um, if you had one last piece of advice for a budding entrepreneur, what would it be? I think the biggest thing is invest in yourself. Know that you are enough and that when you take the time to learn your craft, you're essentially giving your life for what you're doing. So, and take that time and invest it. Invest it in yourself. You are the best thing in the world to invest in. Well, there you heard it, folks. She said it all, right? Invest in yourself. And I want to thank you for your time. Now, how do, um, how do our listeners get in touch with you if they wanted to ask you questions or for further follow-up. So you can go to my website, which actually has all of my contact information on there. And it's SeiboldConsultingAgencies.com. So it's S-E-I-B-O-L-D 
consulting, C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G agency.com. All right, great, thank you. All right, I wanna say thank you to Marianne Seibold for being our guest today, legal nurse consultant extraordinaire. And I wanna thank our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that uh, subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube, leave us a comment. If you're following us on Podbean or other places, go ahead and give us a like, a thumbs up, whatever you need to do, and leave us a comment and a review. We thank you for tuning in to the Nurse Shark Academy show. Please share and like our content to others. We thank you for your time. Bye-bye for now. Welcome to our three-day Kickstart your 2024 Nurse Biz Challenge. I'm excited to be here. We're going to celebrate you. We're going to plan a winning strategy for your business in 2024. And we're going to look at growth strategies to take your business further. Don't forget to click the link and register. Thank you for listening to the Nurse Shark Academy show wherever you get your podcasts or watching us on YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe and don't forget to hit the notification bell so that you'll know when all of our episodes come out. If you want further information, you can contact us on the nurseshark academy.biz.